Just a crazy I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. <laughs> this week, in case you hadn't noticed, it's Halloween. The time when witches, hobgoblins and demons come out to play. And where better to be spooked than... Wookie Hole in the scenic Mendip Hills in the west of England. Wookie is an underground cave complex supposedly haunted by a thousand-year-old witch. She was blamed for every death and misfortune that fell the community back in the days of Alfred the Great. She finally came to grief when a young monk from nearby Glastonbury, yes, home of the present-day music festival, turned her to stone with a well-aimed bucket of holy water. Current owner of the caves is the circus promoter Jerry Cottle. He brought some of the sparkle of the big top to the caves, and Wookiee Hole today is a major tourist attraction. We headed to Somerset early on All Hallows' Eve for a private tour of the caves and a chat with the witch before they opened up to 1,800 visitors. I actually expected something a bit tacky, but I was in for quite a surprise. The night is not for sleeping, dearie. The night is for receiving sustenance of another kind. Our guy David used to teach history at Manchester University before he became a caveman, so he's well-versed on the historical timeline since the caves provided shelter for early man. So David, here we are at the entrance of the caves. I see a, uh, some interesting low ceiling and uh, a witch's cauldron over there, and indeed a witch. Yes, indeed. This is the 1927 entrance, and that's when Wookie Hole first opened to the public. We do have some Halloween artefacts around today because this is a busy week for a Wookiee hole, simply because it's quite famous for its witch. Yeah, you, you change witches every now and again, I gather. We do change witches every now and then, although the witch spirit sent to be haunting this cave is one and only and about a thousand years old. Right, let's walk on in. We're now heading to the goat herder, have first chamber. Yeah, we have to watch where we're going. There are lots of steps, aren't there? There are indeed. This is quite, quite eerie because we're doing this in, by torchlight only because we're coming in before the public. And now we're going up some steps. Which are a bit wet in places. We might be lucky and see a few bats. <laughs> Who lit that candle? Very strange. I didn't. So are your visitors mainly families? Mainly families and often couples and sometimes people who are very interested in the geology of the caves. We're now in the goat herder. This is where the bones of a middle-aged lady, along with the bones of two goats, were found. This gave rise to the myth of the Wookiee Hole legend. So how old are the caves? The caves are many millions of years old, though known to man for about at least 20,000 years. Where we're standing at the moment, Stone Age artefacts were found, so Paleolithic man made use of these caves for shelter, some 20,000 years ago. David, what would they have eaten while they were living here? They would have eaten all of the wildlife around here, deer, wild boar, anything they could catch. Plus mammoth. The wild mammoths were in this area, along with them, and we found the teeth of cave hyenas and cave bears. So it feels very nice and dry in here and well ventilated. It certainly is. We're very fortunate on that because these caves are a natural one-way system and very well ventilated indeed. I'll, I'll lead the way. Okay. It is very dark down here. This is called Hell's Ladder. It was thought by the ancients to, to lead directly to hell from which there was no return. 
Let's hope they're wrong. <laughs> I hope so. It's quite steep, too. It is steep, and we have to be extremely careful. Yeah, I'm holding on as we go down these steps. It's very steep. Going past a pretty unpleasant-looking sort of skeletal figure. It's quite eerie down here. That's where the bats live, up there. Two sorts of bats inhabit this cave, the larger and greater horseshoe bat. Will we see some of those? Maybe. They mm -hmm. tend to hear us come in and hide away. Yeah. As secretive little creatures. Now we're coming down to some steps now. Quite a low roof here. And then the cave widens out magnificently into a great cathedral-like chamber. I wasn't expecting this to be so big. It's amazing. Beautiful caverns. Do be careful here, especially on these steps. I'll hold on to the side here. Do you recommend that people bring torches with them? It's very well lit when the lights come on. Look at that. So there's a, a lake. This is the River Axe. It flows from left to right as we're looking at it. This ca massive cavern is called the Witch's Kitchen, and the lights miraculously have come on. And there's a little boat. Can you go in the boat down there? Or is that the just boat the is the there for a wild Wookiee attraction, which is an adventure caving tour. Actually, it recently won the gold medal in the uh, Visit England competition for adventure holidays. This involves abseiling, climbing, zip wire, all sorts of stuff. Some of it inside the cave? Much of it inside the cave. They abseiled down that rope, in fact. Oh, I'm glad wow. the lights have come on. This makes it much, much, much easier, easier for all of us. Some of the largest stalagmites you'll see. On the left is the giant. It's about 100,000 years old to form. St. Michael's Mount in the middle and the beehive. Some really quite beautiful formations in this cave. Formed over hundreds of thousands of years. It's beautiful. So how long has this been an attraction for? It's been an attraction in the modern sense of the word since 1927. The initial exploration work was done by Herbert Bulch a famous local geologist. We're just venturing forward now into the Great Hall, which is our second major chamber. This is the first major chamber. It's called the Witch's Kitchen. Legend has it that the witch was turned to stone by a visiting priest at the behest of the local villagers. And when was this meant to happen? About a thousand years ago. And that's the witch stone, where the witch got turned to stone by Father Bernard. So Halloween must be your biggest weekend of the year, then, in some ways. The biggest weekend of the year is usually the August bank holiday, but certainly um, Halloween is a very important week for us. We just need to watch our heads now as we're going into a second major chamber. It goes down to about a metre and a half here. Okay, it's very carefully, guys. Stay nice and close together. And right down, this is the worst bit. Right down here, really low down, and stay down. Wow, then another cathedral-like chamber, the Great Hall. Yes, about 70 foot high, all formed by water coming in from above and the undercutting action of the river axe from below. You can see the effect of the slightly acidic rain had on the limestone over the years. Does the water come in from outside? Yes, it does. Roof. It yeah. gathers on the mendip and runs down fissures in the rock, eroding the rock over millions of years. That substance up the walls is where the first cave guides came here in the 1920s. Didn't have the benefit of electricity, so threw oil and paraffin up the walls, set fire to it to illuminate the way. Don't think it would pass health and safety today. <laughs> Once again, take a bit of care. Yeah, see, that water's coming down on us a bit now. 
We tend to get a 24-hour timeline. Yeah, that's 22 metres high, that's enormous. Yes, and it's this chamber, really, where you can see the rather stark effects that the slightly acidic rain has had on the limestone over the course of some 100 million years. So the age of question, stal stalactites go up and stalagmites come down, or is it the other way around? Other way around, I'm afraid. Mites up, tights down. Yeah, I was always told stalactites have to hold on tight. You've got it. I never got it right, as you can see. Well, you've got a 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> so down here we've got a sort of mist as well. Is that a natural mist? Well, we do enhance it a bit at this time of year with my friend Chris and his smoke machine. But often in the afternoon, a natural and quite beautiful mist does lie upon the water here. We're now venturing into Chamber 3, which is the witch's parlour. It's where we have our weddings and other events, and where, in fact, Doctor Who was filmed. So which Doctor was it with? David Tennant, the Cybermen episode. I was rather disappointed, actually, to learn that the TARDIS isn't bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. I was so disillusioned about that. So they brought the TARDIS in here? They did indeed. Now, do be careful here, folks. Well, this is very low. This is quite low here, and we will we'll now go under the witch's chimney. I'm sort of bent double coming out of here. Okay, up you come now. If you look up there, you can see an example of Lampenflora. It's a German word, literally means lamp plants, and they're heart's tongue ferns, and they grow here under electric lights. The spores drift in, and they have just enough nutrients from the rocks to grow and live. Totally. You wouldn't think anything would grow this far underground. You wouldn't. Nature always finds a way, as they said in Jurassic Park. Hopefully not that kind of uh, wildlife. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> Come under here, folks, and let's go into the witch's parlour. Stay down for a bit here. Don't come up too early. That's the key. This is the witch's parlour. It's a dome-shaped chamber formed in an interesting way by the scarring action of ancient whirlpools, what gave this chamber its beautiful dome-shaped appearance. It's also what gives the caves beautiful acoustics, which is why we do filming here, music and weddings. That sounds wonderful. Certainly, it sounds great in here. So do the bride and groom usually dress up as witches and wizards? We often have gothic-type weddings here. I haven't had a, a bride dressed as a witch yet, but they tend to be quite unusual affairs, and uh, it all seems to go down quite well. Well, if you start married life down here, you, you can only get back, go up, really. Well, absolutely. The only way is up. So this was the extent of the first three major chambers, and this was where the tour would have ended in 1975. In 1975, we excavated some tunnels through to chambers which were found initially by cave divers. So from this point onwards, the cave divers were the discoverers, the pioneers. Am I right in thinking that cave diving was sort of in its infancy here. The first ever cave dive uh, was actually performed here on the 14th of July 1935 by Graham Balcom and a local girl actually called Penelope Powell. Ever since then, Wookiee Hole has been the home of British cave diving. They tend to have their anniversaries here, their dinners here, and I don't know if you remember the Thai football team that was caught in those caves out in Thailand. Two of the divers came from here that went to rescue them. And what does cave diving involve? Can you tell us a bit about it? Yes, I mean, the first cave diving was basically where they walked under the water with lead boots and very, very primitive equipment. Since then, technology and equipment has improved many, many fold, obviously. And these days, they've got the very top equipment, the very top gas and air mixtures, and uh, 
The biggest dive they do is to their furthest chamber, chamber 25, four and a half hours there, four and a half hours back, with stop-offs along the way. And they presumably have to be extremely experienced divers to do this. Yes, it's a very dangerous pastime, and training takes many years, I believe. We're now going up into our first man-made tunnel, which leads to where we keep and mature our cheddar cheese. Of course, let's not forget that we're in the heart of cheddar cheese country here, about 12 miles from the village of Cheddar itself. So these adventure courses, in normal times, are very popular. You can't run them at the moment, presumably. We do run them. Oh, yes? One in the morning, one in the afternoon. And what do they involve? Tell me about it. Crawling through small holes, climbing, abseiling, and you exit the caves on a zip wire. Can children do it as well? I'm afraid not. The age limit is 14 because the activities are quite strenuous. (laughs) Um, We seem to have triggered a few extraterrestrial noises, which is a bit scary and very Halloween. This is really quite eerie, isn't it? It is. It's quite cold in here too. I'm glad I'm wearing a jacket. Yes, it's 11 degrees in here. Indeed, it's 11 degrees every day. That's one of the reasons we store our cheese down here. It's a constant temperature, perfect for maturing cheddar. It's also very humid, which stops the cheese drying and losing weight. I've always seen cheeses that said cave aged, and I always wondered if they really were aged inside a cave, and now I know. (laughs) Each cheese weighs about 38 kilograms, matured here for between six months and one year. So is this local cheese from, I mean, it's cheddar, but does it come from cheddar itself? No, it doesn't. It comes from a local farm nearby, about 20 miles away, but it's matured here, and only cheese which is matured in this cave can be called Wookie Hole Cave Aged Cheddar. What a beautiful formation there. It's amazing. So we're crossing a, a bridge over the river, high up too. I don't know how high, but I'm guessing at sort of 20 metres down. Yes, about that. And you don't want to drop your mobile phone down there? Well, I certainly wouldn't be going down after it. <laughs> this was as far as those first cave divers got from Chamber 3. They laid a line to here. Subsequently, in the 40s and 50s, the cave divers got further and further into the system. Is it fully explored now? Well, actually, two months ago, they did come in, the cave divers, to see if they could get beyond Chamber 25. They didn't succeed. They were blocked by a boulder. But they'll be coming back in a couple of months to see if they can go further. Basically, the exploration continues here all the time. And recently, another tunnel was found further on in the system. Careful here, guys. How many chambers are there for the public? 25 in total. We know about 150 foot underground. So how many people a day do you have? They were expecting about 1,800. This is their last bit of low rock. Stay down as you go round the corner. Well done. This is the Great Cathedral Cavern. It's our highest chamber, 40 metres high. Wow. The bright red you can see is iron oxide coming out of the rock in a form that they call flowstone. The tunnel you see before you is the tunnel that leads down into our newest chamber. Unfortunately, it's the one thing we can't go down under the current circumstances because it's a dead end down there, so therefore it's two-way and isn't allowed under the current circumstances. We're taking the opportunity to extensively redevelop it. This is actually where the diving takes place from these days. It's the forward base from the diving. They dive under there about a kilometre up to the farthest extent of the caves, which is chamber 25. You don't want to suffer from claustrophobia? Absolutely not. I don't think I could do it myself. 
I certainly couldn't. I see them when they come up and they're shivering, they're freezing and soaking wet. And I say, do you have a good time? And they go, yes. <laughs> I can't understand it. I've been caving only once, never again. <laughs> How can people find out to, if they want to do that sort of thing? They can go onto our website and we will direct them to the proper training which they will need in order to uh, complete these dives. And what's your website called? It's wookiehole.com. I should just say that's wookiehole.com. W-O-K-E-Y. Ah, now I've come to a shop. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't call it exactly a shop, but selling Wookiehole wine. Cave-age wine, red, white and rosé. And Wookiehole cider as well. This is Somerset after all. So where can people buy this wine? In normal shops? They can buy it in our gift shop, and I think there are a couple of shops in Wells that sell it. This is a local vineyard? I believe it is. Certainly it doesn't do wonders for the labels, the damp atmosphere. Definitely don't. <laughs> now this is the exit tunnel and the end of the tour. I tell you what, I'm glad I changed my shoes as we were leaving home. He said, why have you got those sort of moccasins on? You're getting somewhere damp. I went back and got some boots, which was a very sensible move. Good idea. I've actually led people around these caves. I'm wearing stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> We provide them with a box at the hotel whereby they can put their posh shoes in and just wear some flats through the caves. In the 1920s when this opened, there must have been quite a lot of accidents. It must have been very dangerous then. I bet there weren't railings and things like that. Well, we've definitely improved safety over the years. It tended to be sort of quite hardy adventurers that came in the 1920s and early 30s rather than just normal the normal tourist families we see today so a different set of customers but it was certainly a much more rugged experience yes so how long does a tour normally take people to go through about the same amount of time that uh, we've taken some people prefer to take their time others they go through quite quickly so these days it's just up to the customer so now we exit the caves on the other side of the valley from that which we came in before us, we can see the River Axe exiting the caves. That flows all the way across Somerset to Western Supermare. So we're out on the banks of the River Axe, out of the caves. Please, what do you think of it? I thought they were great. I'm really surprised. I was expecting one small cave with lots of tacky sort of man-made things in it. In fact, they're huge, they're beautiful and really interesting. I wasn't bored for a minute and I can imagine children will be fascinated. Quite steep, so you feel... You know, a young children would feel excited by it. And no, it's really good. It's better than any of the French caves I've been to. Well, I was going to say, you and I have been to several caves in the Dordogne and places, and uh, it's nowhere near as spectacular as this, largely because since Jerry Cottle bought it, he's put a bit of, uh, bit of the big top into it, and there's some serious lighting and sound effects, and that does make a huge difference. Yeah, the lighting is lovely. So we're going to operate a swing bridge across the stream here, a tributary of the axe. Where we go? I'll go first if you like. Safely over the bridge and now up some pretty steep steps. There's a lot of climbing involved here. And when we get to the top, the first visitors of the day should be just about arriving at the entrance to the caves. <laughs> and we've got a rendezvous outside her grotto with the infamous witch of Wookie Hill. Yeah. By the fact it's now pouring with rain, she seems to have a good cackle on her. Oh. Home sweet home. So this is your grotto, is it? Well, 
well you know it's Halloween, it's Halloween obviously Halloween but and they've kicked me out of the caves haven't they the cave is my home but what with all this business you know you have to stay a length of a coffin away from people and all that they're making me be here <sighs> still I think you'd rather agree I've made it home when I was last here which is quite a long time ago it was another witch your mother ah there's a coven here my friend but shh, we like to keep that to ourselves how long have you been the official witch here witches are secrets Witches are mystery. There is nothing measured in time or linear space about being a witch. So where do you sleep at night? <laughs> the night is not for sleeping, dearie. The night is for receiving sustenance of another kind. Where do you sleep in the day? In the daytime, you might find me curled up by my cauldron fire. But I'll always have one eye open, so watch it. <laughs> so you've been here about a thousand years, roughly. Oh, there you go again with your chronology. <laughs> I couldn't possibly tell you. All I can say is my beauty treatments are looking rather well, don't you think? Hello. <laughs> Look at those nice blonde plaits. <laughs> I've got a spell that I could use two plaits. <laughs> You know, these aren't twins, are they? Not right. Oh, what a shame, because you see, when I put twins in my cauldron bright, I won't need to sleep tonight. There'll be magic flowing up. Hello. Oh, my goodness, the early bird catches the worm. <laughs> well, that's what I had for breakfast. I don't know about you. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please do visit our website actionpackedtravel.com or subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Amazon or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peterandfelice at gmail.com. That's peterandfelice at gmail.com. Just a crazy storm